You're listening to the Simon Barnett and James Daniels Afternoons podcast from Newstalk ZB. There was a story today from the Wellington City Missioner, Murray Edridge, and he says, and I'm quoting, we've got families now that are demonstrating hopelessness and degrees of disillusionment and desperation we've never seen before. He goes on to say, we're seeing more people than we've ever seen before, and we are seeing, this is the key bit, we're seeing different people than we've ever seen before. And they're struggling more than they've ever done. So we're asking you the question, are you in a position where it's the first time you've had to ask for help in your life? How does that feel? So the City Missioner of Wellington is Murray Edwards. He joins us now. Hello, Murray. Good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? We are good. Good. Thank you for coming on, Murray. Mate, mate, we're getting a number of texts from people saying the system gets rorted all the time and wealthy people that don't need the food banks, don't need the social supermarkets are turning up and exploiting them. In your experience, is that a fair comment or not? No, no. Completely illusionary from my point of view. Mm. Um, When we first set up our social supermarket, which is a model that replaced our charitable food bank, where we give, give and offer people the dignity of choice. Uh, we opened that three years ago, and people said to us, hey, people are going to come and steal your stuff. People are going to come and walk the system. We said, well, look, we're not going to design it around that possibility, but we will keep an eye on it. Um, look, we've had one shoplifter that we're aware of in three years, and we took him to one side and said, you don't need to steal from us. If you need it, you can have it. And, um, and he continues to shop, or he has done subsequently. So it's not our experience that people walk the system. It is our experience that people shop carefully and responsibly and, in fact, don't often take as much as they're entitled to. Right. So, so how do you work out what they can take? And is there a point system? A previous caller said that they had a point, that where they went, they had a point system. How does that system work? Yeah, so we, we, had a point, we have a point system, and, and we were the first of the social supermarkets in New Zealand, and basically the point system is solely based on the size of your whānau. So as a single individual, there's a certain number of points. If you're a small family or a large family, a different number of points. Mm, mm. There is no money changes hands in our supermarket. Everything is, at, you know, is free. Love it. But you come along, and you, based on your points, um, you can shop, and... All of our shopping trolleys have little calculators on them so people can keep track of their points because we're not wanting to create any dependency here. We're wanting to encourage and support people of you know, how to shop, how to budget, how to, how to spend within some parameters, and that's what the point system allows them to do. So Love is it. it just numbers, did you say? It depends on how big their, their whānau is. is, but wouldn't it be their financial situation, their employment situation? No. No? No, so the, so the way it works in Wellington, at least, is wow. that anybody who comes to us and asks for food um, gets entitled to shop. Because no, you're we, taking them at face value, they're in need. Taking them at face value. Now, most of us don't ever um, have the need to go and ask other people for food. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Mm. So I figure that if someone's put themselves to the effort of coming to ask me for food, then they need it. Mm. We allow them to shop three times without question asked. If they want to shop more often than that, then it's a slightly different conversation because... When you say three times, is that what, three times a week, three times a month? Well, just on three occasions. And, and a shop generally is a good weekly shop for a, for a family, so they wouldn't need to come more than, more than once a week. Right. But after their third shop, we say, hey, look, something's happening in your household that means that you have to shop here rather than at the local supermarket. So... Let us work with you. Let us have a budget advisor sit alongside you or uh, a social worker or a parenting expert or whatever's going on in your family. Let's give you a hand with that because 
what we know is people don't come to us with a food problem. People come with, a, come with an inadequacy of household income problem. Most of that occasioned by the cost of housing. And as a consequence of that, they don't have enough money to buy food. It's an excellent, excellent mm. system. People are forever lambasting supermarket chains for being greedy pigs in a cost of living crisis, but you guys would be absolutely hamstrung without foodstuffs, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, look, um, um, I'm really clear that we exist because foodstuffs have been incredibly generous in their support of what we do. Um, I don't stand for them in the public domain. I don't defend any of their prices or any of that, and they know that. Mm. What I do is acknowledge their generosity, and they've been amazing as we've set this thing up. And we're about to build another one, a new one, and they're helping us with that as well. And they have been incredible. Brilliant. Hey, Murray, you said that you're seeing different people than you were seeing before. What do you mean by that? What sorts of people? Look, we've had people come through our supermarket in recent times who have more than one income coming into the family. Um, But just because of the cost of everything, and again, primarily this is housing costs we're talking about, the costs of rental, um, even a two-income family hasn't got enough at the end of the day to, to pay the bills. Or there's been a one-off cost of, in, you know, incurrence, the car's broken down, or there's been a major medical cost for the family, and it just pushes them over the edge because we have so many of our families just getting by, and it only takes uh, the slightest of things um, mm. to push them into a place where they just can't afford to buy food. And food is always mm. the discretionary item on the household budget. Gosh. Murray, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you for telling us about what you do and thank you for sharing your yeah. experience in the in the area. Really appreciate it. The best of luck to you. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thank Cheers. you. Murray Edridge, City Missioner of the Wellington City Mission. That social supermarket, whoever came up with that idea, and I love the point system. Mm, yeah. That's outstanding. Well, also the fact that they can come, well, certainly from Murray's um, um, social supermarket, they can go shop three times yeah. without... Having to discuss anything, and then, Holy and hell. then you get that's the, that's part of that. Even though I don't really like the term, but it is part of the wraparound service, isn't it? Then you get appointed, yeah. Maybe a family counsellor, yeah. maybe a parenting expert, maybe a budgetary advisor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a great system, and he also touched on a point which I think is valid because there are a number saying, "Look, I'm going to go down and get free food. Why wouldn't you do that?" But he said it is kind of embarrassing, and I think for me, or for you, or for most people listening to this now, ask yourself this very sincere question. If you think it's a rort, would you get in your car, if you didn't need it, mm. drive to a food bank or a social supermarket, mm. get out of your car, walk in there and say, I need some help. How does the point system work, please? Would you do that just for a free feed if you didn't need it? For more from Simon Barnett and James Daniels Afternoons, listen live to News Talk ZB or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.